Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by TheLine.com. Coming to you back on the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we've got our final play a props video for this Eastern Conference Finals that is going seven games. Uh, obviously, after the C's, C's came storming back, have a game seven at home here. We've got a best bets video up for you. So also make sure to like and subscribe to that page and check that one out. Uh, also want you to head to thelines.com. We are putting up all the picks on the site and you can use that odds finder tool up there. Make sure you're getting the best odds available to you from these books that are giving us bets this postseason. Uh, looking real quick at the uh, play a props from game six. Did all right. Uh, one in three. Uh, got some juice on some of the stuff we talked about, but there were a few guys that were missing a bunch more shots, especially on the Heat there. As we try to find out who's going to be playing better for the Heat throughout the entirety of the game uh, in this one, as they really Jimmy only came to play in that end of that one last one. So uh, I know we're going to be talking about Gabe Vincent a lot here, Nate. So let's kick it off with your first play up prop for this one. Well, we're going to be talking about, yeah, the undrafted stars on the heat that stepped up when Bam and Jimmy couldn't get anything going. I mean, some of that is the Celtics defense designing those other guys to have to step up. Vincent just again, showing he has crazy heart, Um, you know, six fair 18 on that bum ankle played 41 minutes. So I'm going for him to get 14 points here in game seven. He again had a 20% usage or better. That's three straight now before the injury, before the injury, he shot out of the, out of his mind, 46 points in two games on 16 for 24 shooting, seven threes. Um, I mean, he scores both inside and outside the arc, and it's just the minutes you're going to be able to follow because Kyle Lowry's been so, so bad um, in his last five, scoring five points per game, 24 How bad minutes. has he been, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 83 offensive rating, and he's a minus 14 in those 24 minutes per game. Vincent in the four he's been able to play, 17.5 points per game, and, and he's a plus 20 in 36 minutes. His offensive rating is 40 points better than Kyle Lowry. So a bit of a passing of the torch here for Miami. It's more just like the attitude you see from Vincent. Like just you have to be really impressed with a guy who's just, if you say like Miami might let go of the rope or they might not come to play in this one, they might they might just accept their fate as, as the dubious first team to blow the 3-0. Not Gabe Vincent, man. He's gonna he's gonna lay it all out there, and even if he has to shoot eighteen times again, I think he'll shoot a higher percentage, and he'll and you know get over fourteen again. Yeah, yeah. He, he's either shooting it eighteen times and making like you know hopefully eight of them, seven of them, or or he's um or he's shooting the ball fewer times because he made more of them and they need fewer shots. He gets a lot of those uh, long rebound uh, open shots as well that I love for him. So yeah, I'm, I'm completely all over Gabe Vincent with you. Uh, and rather than just harp on what you were saying, I'll just bring it over to my first uh, play a prop, which is a head to head bet, um, which I know you're going with something similar. Um, I swear I didn't even look at that first, but the head to head bet that I like the most is actually Gabe Vincent and Derek white. I'm not even really feeling like I'm fading Derek White by, by tanking Vincent to to outscore him in this game, uh, which is the money line for him to just outscore Derek White by any amount is even money on DraftKings right now. Um, and, and I'm taking that because I, I think just the, once again, the volume for Vincent is going to be that of like the third highest on this Miami Heat team. He's going to take the third most amount of shots like he just did. Um, actually, took second most amount, but uh, he's going to continue to get that usage. And like you said, heart of a champion, he's just going to continue to fire. So once again, with that usage rate, like he, he doesn't have to shoot a one 
wonderful percent. He can shoot another 33% from the field, in my opinion, and still get us to a few more points than Derek White, who I'd put them both around, you know, 14, 15 points, unless Derek White goes the hell off. But I do think that the the um, the Heat are a little bit more, you know, incentivized to let Marcus, if they have to leave Marcus White open, Marcus Smart or Derek White open, I think they're leaving uh, Marcus Smart open and they're, and they're making sure Derek White can't continue to do what he's been doing. Also an incredible playmaker once he gets his defender in the air. So um, Vincent's 41 minutes and 18 field goals, second most on the team, like I said, uh, in this last game. Derek White, 10 field goal attempts in 42 minutes last game um, with those seven uncontested field goals versus the 11 that he shot in game six or game five, rather, as he was clearly a bit more of a focal point for that heat defense. Um, I, they just realized they can't let him shoot that much. The assists have been there for White, like I said, as well, because of it, he actually is a better playmaker than Marcus Smart. I, you can call Marcus Smart a point guard all you want. I don't trust him once he gets inside the lane, either hit that floater or maybe it's going to be a turnover. I just don't like it. So I prefer that, you know, to, if, if I am the Heat, like I, I would, I, I want the ball in Marcus Smart's hands a little bit more than Derek White, as weird as that is to say. And I know I still like Marcus Smart to hit his threes because I think the volume will be there for him. I just don't think the volume will be there quite as much for White, um, and who still probably will get close to 40 minutes, if not a few more. But Vincent's going to be out there as the third most important offensive player for this Miami Heat for at least 41 minutes again. If he's a little bit better than he was last game, maybe 45, 46, and you don't even worry about getting Kyle Lowry back out there who cannot hit a bucket anymore. I feel like we're wearing the same thing to the party and we didn't plan this. Uh, I got Caleb Martin to do the exact same thing, beat beat out Derek White. Um, And I went with Vincent initially because Martin's props just continue to rise. And I'm like, well, he's got to come back to earth a little bit. Uh, But, I mean, he is starting now. And and he goes for 21 and 15 in his first start. People are saying he might have been the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, if if not for White's tipping. I mean, it's hard to vote. For Jimmy Butler over him, I guess people might have because of name, but I mean that's that's whatever. He's averaging 18 points per game in the series, and White, you know, is up there in terms of 16 points per game, 17, excuse me. But his last three, you know, he's, even though he's playing heavy minutes, the usage rate is only 16 percent. It was only 11 percent in Game Six. That's you know tiny usage, exactly. four for ten from the field. Uh, because, you know, Miami realized they can't just let him fire. Like you're saying, they they got to leave somebody else open. Uh, most of his points are coming from three. He's not the same kind of, kind of slash and go guy as Martin, who's still shooting nearly 80% inside the arc in this series, just so decisive when he gets the ball off a kickout. And he's getting plenty of opportunities uh, because, because of the way the Celtics are guarding Jimmy and Bam to do just that. He also averages more on the road than at home uh, and with a higher usage rate in these playoffs, 17% versus 15% at home. So I don't know if you want him to get 15 points again, but do trust him to outscore White uh, because I just, yeah, I don't think White's going to be the guy with the high usage. And going back to that prop that you hit last time with Martin, plus 11.5 versus Jalen Brown. It's plus nine and a half now, and I would still take that. I don't think Jalen's going to get 26 again, uh, even though he said, you know, maybe there's that blip game. But, you know, sure enough, Martin was within five points of him. Yeah, in fact, they were going bucket for bucket in the first quarter. Uh, Jalen came out and hit like eight straight points or something. I was like, oh, crap, really? It's going to be like that? And then Martin hit six right back at him, had eight as well in the first quarter. Like, love this dude, man. And and love uh, Caleb. You're not going to hear me say a bad thing about him moving forward uh, with that heart and hustle. He, he might start to get a bit more than he can handle at some point. He, he started, got 42 minutes, but he looked 
every bit up to the task in the last one. And I think Mark, the reason we're just following white here is like, we're not even saying white's going to play poorly. We're just saying like these two guys are more likely to have higher usage uh, and get to the basket a bit more than, um, than, than Derek white has been. So um, I, yeah, continue to feel good about, about Caleb Martin and, and not necessarily fading Derek white, but using him because you get good juice for, for these guys to get more than him. So um, I'm going to close things out with your favorite kid, Duncan Robinson, over one and a half threes in this one. I also think it's, it's no juice. It's minus 147 is the best place you're going to find it. I don't really want to have to bank on him to hit three, although it's probably worth it. It's why I also look at the points for him at eight and a half. I, I think if he's going to hit two threes, the way that he's been slashing to the basket, my God, like I feel good about him getting points, even if he's not going to get them all off of three pointers, right? Uh, in that last game just now, uh, he, he did hit the three threes, but uh, you know he, he was out there for a lot um, and was also getting to the basket with a few two pointers in there. What a, what a smooth lefty finish from the right side of the, the rim that he keeps showcasing. Uh, really like it. Got the 20 minutes last game. Um, and that's what we're doing here. We're following Duncan's minutes, 28 minutes, the game before. And then he did only had 11 in, in, in game five there. So like, if you just look at the, the series as a whole, he's played 20 minutes or more in four games in those four games, he's got 15, 22, 18, and 13 points in the two games. He played seven and 11 minutes. He scored two points and one and zero in the other. And they were still looking at Matt. Max Struess at that time as the guy that they really wanted uh, in the game. And they probably didn't trust Duncan to play defense the way that he, you know, has been, but Duncan had an 111 individual defensive rating last game. Yes. He's guarding Marcus smart. The majority of the time, which is another reason to feel good about Marcus smart. If he's going to get roughly like five to eight minutes a game where Duncan Robinson is the, the, the focal defender upon him. Then I continue to like Marcus smart, even though Robinson has proved proven that he, he can avoid getting played off the court with awful defense. Um, and so now it's, just a matter of if he's going to be out there for 20 minutes, his job is to shoot the ball. I mean, he shot the ball 11 times in 20 minutes in this last game because that's his job. He shot the ball 10 times in 28 minutes the game before, and then 11 times in 24 minutes uh, over there in game three when he had 22 points in that one. And yes, he was five of seven from deep, and his three-point attempts have only been at about five in this series. But when he does get the 20 minutes, they're back up to about, uh, well, still about five, honestly, because he's just, he's also, they're chasing him off the line, and he's playing very well off of that. Um, somehow the Duncan Robinson, like, bam out of bio two-man game has been a problem for the Celtics over the course of the last two. Uh, so I continue to like the fact that he's going to be out there. It's it's He's taken Max's Struess's everything. Uh, Struess played 25 minutes last game, 24 minutes the game before. He's played under 28 minutes in four of these six games so far, um, only playing 30 minutes in, in game one and then in game uh, five over or game four uh, in this series. And he, ha you know, he, he hasn't shot more than eight threes. Uh, and for the most part, he's been shooting about five threes is, is Max Struess. It, I, I think there was a little bit of an ankle injury with him at some point. And then Duncan just kind of came on and sort of took a little bit of that, that, that share from Max Struess and was that dude who's like, look, you're tall and you can shoot. So you pull it when we pass it to you. Do not ask questions. And, and that's what Duncan's doing, although he's also putting it on the floor. So with the increased, you know, incredible usage rate when he's on the floor, which is wild to watch, uh, combined with, you know, the minutes that he's getting with Kyle Lowry not playing as well, Max Struess getting his minutes bumped back down to about 25 a game. There's just so much opportunity for for Duncan in this one. And it's, it's a low prop for someone that I think is going to get 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah, shout out Middlesex Magic, the AAU club that he played for here in Mass, along with Pat Connington. Uh, you know, they get the skills from from the fundamentals there. Um, yeah, he's, he's a pretty well-rounded offensive player. And for some reason, Tatum is able to single out Max Struess defensively and get the switch that he wants. But they haven't targeted Duncan the same way. I mean, Smart started to a little bit more in that last game, but he's holding his own. 
And I mean, the Heat are going to him more and more because they just, they need that, that spark from deep. Um, and, you know, he missed two opportunities basically to win the series on, on pretty open threes. Definitely going to be kicking himself. He has played really well in Boston because he's from Massachusetts again. Um, I, yeah, you said, I don't know if all he'll hit three threes. If he hits three, he'll probably hit five or six. So I would also look at the plus odds for him to hit a bunch of threes because yeah, he should be out there chucking as long as Spo gives him minutes. Okay. So maybe a little opportunity for like a Duncan's Robinson three point ladder, which I'm not even seeing on a few books right now in terms of him, uh, the three point bet. I'm sure it's on a few of the other ones as we look at it, but yeah, maybe a, b- a bit of an opportunity for that as well. I think the points are just a great bet at this point at eight and a half, you get plus money on FanDuel for that as well. Uh, so I'll make sure to put that in there for the graphic. Uh, so we know that that's a bet that I want to play. Um, but that is, all the time that we have for you in this play a props video make sure to like and subscribe check out the best bets that we also have up for you and until we see you next happy betting